3: no purchase necessary. Void
4: where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Faceoff wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name's Jeff, and I uh, haven't done an intro in a while. It was one a little, take, though. Hey. I was a little worried about it, because I don't know whether it's a game or a show. You're well, a yeah. pro, it's always a game. Well, the <laughs> audience will
3: never know if it was just one take. Game show. But we know it is. It really was this time. <laughs> it was this time. <laughs> Every other time, no.
1: No, it usually takes me too many, which is why I don't usually do the intros. But, but it's always a game. It's a full house of Triviality this evening.
4: Uh, how are you guys doing? Here's Here's a way you can remember it. It's always a game, but sometimes it's not entertaining enough to qualify as a show. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah. That's true.
0: That's true. <laughs> yeah. I think it has to have 30% entertainment in order to qualify as a show.
3: I'm doing okay, Matt. Uh, it has to
4: come from the region of
3: of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you have a like a special hoodie you said or something?
0: I don't. It's this is my my NFT merchandise because I figure like if I'm going to spend thousands on a picture I might as well get a hoodie too gotta
3: rep it now what's the difference between you you're buying and selling nfts digital art I suppose but Mm -hmm. what if you took that hoodie like that woman who was selling her farts oh could you sell
0: your hoodie after wearing it I think the tax implications on that would be tricky so I try to avoid that
4: better or worse after you wear it
0: I don't know but I I do think that if I had to claim fart income my accountant would look at me funny
3: (laughs) if I if I got fart income I would be rich I'd be rich (laughs) All I know is if you if you can have a pass of income, then... Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, that's very oh. funny. Thank that's
0: you. a good time to move on to introducing some guests and some hosts. I and think. we're sorry we prefaced your introduction <laughs> of that. <laughs>
1: Well, we're going to take this a completely different but direction. But deal with it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I will introduce our first, uh, I guess, contestant here. We've got a contestant and a host introduced, but our contestant, uh, Oakland 5 patron, Brian Wesley Turner, coming to us today from Atlanta,
2: Georgia. How you doing? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, everybody. This is pretty exciting. Um, I love your podcast. I am a professional musical theater actor um, when I can do it. Um, otherwise, I've been working in restaurants most of my life. I enjoy doing that. Um, I like nice long walks on the beach. And, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I love dogs, though. Dogs are pretty cool. I don't have one, but I, I can't look forward to that day. Um, I don't know. What else do you want
4: to know? Dogs are pretty just... cool. What What were some of your favorite roles that you've portrayed?
2: Uh, I've done the musical Damn Yankees twice. and mm-hmm. they're, um, I've, I've always been a dancing ball player, and there's something really great about a bunch of guys just dancing on stage together. That's probably one of my favorites. did it twice in so school.
4: Awesome. So you mentioned you wanted to team up with Neil today, and uh, you had a team name based on your favorite musical, right?
3: Yeah. So you you said it was The Lion King, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ryan said he he loved The Lion King, and um, he is in Atlanta. I was born in Atlanta, so we're going to be Hakuna Atlanta.
4: And uh, me and Matt will team up, and what did we want to be? Disgraced
0: what? Uh, Russian figure skating judge.
4: Disgraced Russian figure
1: skating coach? Uh, yes. coach. Yeah, My no, notes here said you wanted to go with disgraced Russian yeah. figure skating coach. Which you could, are, that could
0: refer to many people, actually. Because we want to make
1: uh, Jeff say that. You're back in the DRFSC. But before we play, we need a host, right? We do, and uh, no one better than today's uh, host. We've got Oakland 5 supporter Rue O'Donnell coming to us from Norfolk, Virginia. Thanks for uh, coming on, agreeing to host. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
5: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this. It's my favorite podcast out of all the podcasts. I myself am a podcast producer. Take that, Joe Rogan. uh... (laughs) Well, (laughs) there's got to be a number two, right? (laughs) Uh, No, I actually hate Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh... For, for for posterity but yeah i'm a musician <laughs> and podcast producer here in norfolk virginia formerly in brooklyn new york until the pandemic ruined all of our lives and i've been doing trivia for a long time and you know love jeopardy love you guys I'm just well, happy
1: thank to you. be here. You know? yeah, uh, I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to be included in the same sentence as Jeopardy. Yeah, Ru is
4: one of our very frequent uh, crop collaborators. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's always uh, make, uh, you know giving comments and asking questions and whatnot, and um, he actually provided us with an amazing piece of music.
4: Yes, uh, your band. Do you want to promote your band really quick? I believe you're very take a lot of influence from like Pod, Limp Bizkit, the <laughs> uh, the late '90s, Absolutely. early 2000s rap rock.
5: I'm... I'm surprised you didn't hear the corn influence in there, and I'm a little offended. But um, yeah, this is a little bit of a thing that me and my band put together. So I want to thank my bandmates Amanda and Perrine for getting together with me on this for this rules read.
4: All right, special rules. Here we go. Mm-hmm. The rule-
1: Not just a rules read. It's a rules performance. That's right. And it's quite epic, if I want to it's say It's very so.
3: epic. And I think you hear the corn influence uh, when the bridge hits and you hear so, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jonathan's in the studio. <laughs> All right. Well,
4: shall we uh shall we undertake this game?
5: Let's do it. All right, thank you. And we you're i dis- I'm just gonna call you disgraced. Ken and Matt, and <laughs> the two of you, probably Hakuna, because I don't have the mental energy to... Yeah, this, that's
4: also fitting. Please um, don't call us anything, and also don't look us directly in the eye.
3: <laughs> just like the uh, the Russian uh, skating team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, here we
5: go. Also, just a, a quick aside, um, there are clues in some of the category names. Just okay. thought you should know up front. <clears throat> Round one. Question number one, the category is getting past third base. In baseball, batting around is the term used for a hitter or that hitter's position in the batting order, coming up to bat or making a plate appearance twice in one half inning. What is the fewest number of runs that would need to be scored in a half inning to make batting around possible?
3: Okay, where's your head on this one, Brian?
2: It's swarming. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I have zero clue. I don't know.
3: So, I believe what he's talking about is let's say the leadoff hitter goes to leads off, they get on base, the second uh, batter gets on base, third batter. So, you have a, a loaded, uh, loaded bases. So, the fourth batter, if he hit a home run, that's one, or we'll just say a solo home run, or not even a solo, a base hit. So, that'd be one run. And then, if you just did it for every batter, I don't know if this is right, but you just have a run for every subsequent batter until you get to the ninth batter. Um, and then, um, I don't know, maybe six. Does that even make sense? I don't know.
2: Uh, yeah, it sounds good to me.
0: I think you guys were close, but I think you forgot to account that there could be two people out. Mm. Um, so if you're doing the same scenario, but in between two people, either struck out or popped up or whatever it is, you'd have, um, two less runs scored. And then I think that the answer is four. So we locked in with four.
5: let me tell you this disgraced is not living up to their name because they're getting points on this one. It is four indeed. Uh, The easiest way to think about this is if the first two batters were out and then everyone else walked until the number one position was up again, it would be four. Yeah. Oh
3: yeah. That makes a lot of sense then.
4: Okay. All right. Let's move on to question two.
5: Good start, Matt. Question number two in the category of mountain madness. It's no fairy tale. Though the summit is never swamped, as it has only been climbed a handful of times, I'm a believer that Baintha Brock, a nearly 24,000-foot-tall mountain in Pakistan, has been given what Beastly nickname?
0: Beastly. It's Patrick Swayze. uh, We're going to go with the first one? Yeah. Okay. All
4: right, so uh, I think we caught on to some clues here, and we're going to lock in.
3: So, Brian, I heard clues, uh, fairy tale, swamp beastly it makes me think of ogre and shrek okay i was thinking of like uh swamp man i want to say one of the clues for some reason it just made me think of of shrek but i just don't know if he if they would name it after a film character so i he just said beastly nickname so i wonder i mean how do you feel about ogre because i feel like that he's talking about shrek but yeah ogre works Okay. He also said I'm a believer. And I'm a believer too. I was gonna, you know, I was thinking smash mouth, but I was like, they're not gonna name it smash mouth. Yeah. I would name it Mountain. So, so, we so were. Somebody won't yeah. climb me.
4: <laughs> we were between uh Shrek and Ogre, and we wanted to go with
0: Shrek.
5: Unfortunately, for Disgraced, it was the Ogre. Mm.
0: I dreamed to one day climb on top of Shrek. <laughs> Please no. Uh, is well- Shrek, <laughs> is Shrek is life. Mouth, Shrek, uh. is Shrek is right. <laughs> <laughs>
5: All right, here we go. Question number three. Viva la revolution. During the Mexican Revolution, one period in 1913 that would lead to the assassination of President Francisco Madero was described as a certain number of tragic days. Within one, how many tragic days did this coup d'etat last for, giving it its infamous name?
3: Yeah, do you want to go six for the musical then, just for good luck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll lock in with six.
4: All right, we just went with eight because we don't know.
5: Very close from Disgraced here. It is, in fact, the 10 Tragic Days of the Mexican Mm -hmm. Revolution. One off. Wow. Okay. One off from points. All right. Moving on to question four. The category is A Dish Best Served Cold. What film boasts a cast that includes Kate Upton, Nicki Minaj, and Nikolai Mm Koster-Waldo?
3: Oh, Brian, we can lock in if you're okay to let them talk. Yeah, definitely. We're locked in.
4: Wasn't... Nicki Minaj and Hustlers, or was that Cardi B?
0: Which one's Hustlers?
4: The one where Jennifer Jennifer Lopez is a stripper and like steals people's money.
0: That that would make sense because uh, I was thinking the in the Spring Breakers mold or something along that line. But I think
1: that's too. What early. is what is
4: it about the dish best served cold? Because that's usually revenge is a dish best served mm-hmm.
1: cold. Oh, I was gonna say gazpacho but... and gazpacho. <laughs>
0: Um, okay. I can't think of any movie that has revenge or... Right. Should, should we say Hustlers? Yeah, we can go with Hustlers. It might be Cardi B. I can't
4: remember, to be honest. I didn't see it. But we're going to say Hustlers.
3: This movie, I remember when it came out, um, It was a rom-com, and the one person he didn't mention was Leslie Mann. Um, and uh, I just remember it not being all that great, but um, I know the poster. So we, we said the other woman is what we locked in with.
5: Yes, the Uh, underwhelming revenge flick, which is where the Dish Besser of Cold comes from. The other woman who also, it also had uh, Cameron Diaz in it as the leading lady. So it had a a pretty big cast um, and a pretty bizarre cast when you think about it. All right, here we go. Question number five. Nobody's business but the Turks. Istanbul, formerly Constantinople, is the largest city in Turkey. Though one of the most historically significant cities on earth, it isn't the nation's capital with a population of 10 million fewer people than Istanbul. What is the capital of Turkey?
4: All right. Uh, we have a guess. I don't think it's right, but uh, I think it's in the region. So we'll luck in.
3: What do you know about Turkey, Brian? Delicious. Um,
2: that you eat it at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> um.
3: um, I, you know, I'm trying to think of locations that flights go to, um, just from seeing like world travel and, um, is Caracas in Turkey? I know Jeff always says that word, but I'm guessing it's from a different country, but I have no clue. <laughs> um so I know I know I think Caracas is a place, I think, cuz Jeff talks about it, maybe from a different episode, but it sounds like it could be from Turkey possibly. I don't know. Do you want to
2: just go with that? Um
3: yeah. Okay. Let's well,
1: do that. <laughs> on a wing and a prayer here. That one I know
0: is running. wrong.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, do you happen to know where Caracas is? That's Venezuela. It is Venezuela. Uh we went with Amman, which is close. That's in Jordan. Oh, okay.
5: Yeah, Amman Jordan, and that was very close. This is Ankara.
1: Mm. Ah, okay.
5: So no points on this one, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, you got. You were under the right track with that A. I know. I was like, Oh, come on! Can I felt you get like it? it was an Can A. Can you get it? All right. So uh, scores are twenty to ten. Lead goes to Hakuna Atlanta. The Donald
0: Trump. We're Glovers. disgraced.
2: That's all you, Neil.
0: We are disgraced.
5: <laughs> Question number six in the category: I'm Wolf. Born with the surname Okanma, what California-born hip-hop star is known for his jazz influence, disturbing music videos, and his 2011 album Goblin?
0: We can lock in.
3: (laughs) Thank you. It's like on the tip of my tongue. You know it, Neil. I know I do. I can think of the artist. I I know the videos he's talking about, and it's not coming to me. So um, for lack of a good answer, do you want to go with Kendrick Lamar? Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, this would be my best friend from my time in Los Angeles when he came into my store. A story I've told a bunch of times. It's Tyler, the creator.
2: I know that is. Great.
5: <laughs> Great job. And I thought that Kendrick Lamar was a very good guess. Yep. But yes, it is. In fact, Tyler, the creator, one of my favorite artists on this planet Earth. And he's fantastic. And he likes getting coffee with Matt, apparently.
4: Yeah. The only thing he can create are his own lattes.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> What's his order?
0: uh he got a i think it was a caramel frappuccino to be honest okay
1: extra whip or
0: no i think he's a he's a standard guy standard yeah straight up
1: well i'm glad to hear that because i heard no whip people can't be trusted yeah
0: no whip no trusting (laughs) that's what i say
1: all right question number
5: seven in the category of i don't want to set the world on fire founded in 1986 which game developer of the outer Scrolls, skyrim and next gen fallout games is based in rockville despite being named for a different town in
3: maryland yeah. all right we're locked in are you a video gamer brian
6: nope yeah
3: all right not. so i think i can reason this one out because ken is a gamer uh, my brother right. is a not gamer really you, you have you have a system
4: yeah do you play it I watch netflix on it you play but I... you play red dead don't you <laughs> I did it for a while, but I, I, I wouldn't say I'm a you, gamer. Well, you download games and you play I them. I think a gamer would say I'm not a gamer.
3: Well, you're not a true gamer, I suppose. But gamer. I'm telling my game.
4: friends to stop giving me games because I can't get through them. I guess, and okay. I don't play online. Okay.
1: That sort of feels like you're not a gamer. Yeah. Just saying you don't play I'm online. I'm an occasional dabble. He, okay he dabbles in
3: games dabble, My brother, i know and, the answer to this question dirty casual my brother and his friends uh are gamers though true gamers um and i'm just trying to think of the name so uh i know blizzard is one but that's um blizzard just bought um i can't even remember now sony or blizzard was bought blizzard was bought that's right by xbox um it's not them i'm just gonna do this thing where i write the alphabet. And, I was uh, thinking
1: about. Uh,
3: a, uh, oh, Bethesda. It's Bethesda. <laughs>
1: Get out of here. It just
4: got to be. Yeah, Bethesda.
1: All
5: right. Well, uh, Neil backing his way into this one as he's want to do.
4: <laughs> Did you hear the beep?
5: beep.
1: <laughs> That's how he got it. it beep, is
5: beep, Bethesda. Yep. <laughs> it is Bethesda Softworks out of Maryland. I was Absolutely like, if great. he just
0: uh, gets to see, we'll be okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just thinking like how to how to know if you're a gamer and it's like you don't play online you're out if your main console like me is switch you're out yeah. if you're terrible
3: like me
0: terrible if you're still tending to your farmville you're out yeah i all still right. have
3: a tamagotchi so that's where i'm at <laughs> all right let's get oh eight boy
5: <laughs> all right question eight in the category will always find a way our protagonist's quest to discover the truth about his mother's actions during an ancient war with the help of his caretakers, Garnet, Amethyst, Pearl, and Greg is the driving plot of what
3: Cartoon Network series?
2: Oh, I know this. If Yeah, May if you it... want to
3: think about it and lock it in for us, because I have no idea.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, we can lock it in. Okay, I trust I have... you. Okay. It's the...
0: Um... I can picture it. It's the one with the, the kid with the thing on his stomach.
4: Yeah, the star. He's got a star t shirt, right? Yeah. It's uh not Ben Ten. No. It's it always gets recommended to me when I'm it's trying not, I'm trying to watch Adventure Time.
0: It's not Gravity Falls. No. It's not Adventure Time. It's it's, uh, it's not Phineas Norferb. All right, stop saying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not Pepperan. It Keep it up. Pepperan. <laughs>
6: We're going <laughs> far
0: back. Then. A recess? Uh, right. What is this kid's name? You, something Universe. Steven's Universe. Okay. Steven's universe. Steven universe.
3: Is that what you're liking with? Yeah.
2: All right, Brian, what did we like with? Because I have no idea. I, I think that they're correct. So, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know it. So, I think they just gave it. I don't want to say that I knew oh. it. They just gave
3: it. Okay.
2: So, we went with Steven Tyler's Universe just as the wrong <laughs>
3: answer. <laughs> All right. They're right, right? <laughs> Stephen Universe. The correct
5: answer is Stephen Universe, the brainchild yeah. of Rebecca Sugar, and I recommend that show to a lot of people because it has amazing music and amazing representation for LB uh, for the for the LGBTQ community as well. So it's very awesome. fantastic.
0: Yeah, in the theme song, he's like, "And I'm," and then I couldn't remember his name, and he says it really loud. Oh, he says his name. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "I know loud. it, I know it, I know it." But
5: all right, fantastic. Question number nine. I'm not talking about the Christian emo band. What 1930 William Faulkner novel tells the tale of the family's endeavor to bury their re- recently
1: deceased mm. matriarch?
0: This is an attack attack spinoff.
1: Wait, <laughs> attack attack is a spinoff of this band. No, it's the other way around. Really? Yeah. All right. We're
4: locked in with a quick one here.
1: Okay, Brian.
3: Um, I, I do love emo bands, but this one's not coming to me. And, um, I only know one William Faulkner novel, which is The Sound and the Fury, but I don't even know if that's correct. So do you know any?
2: We'll use it because I don't know any William Faulkner novels, and I don't know any emo bands either.
3: Okay, it sounds like an emo singer would like to say that they're the sound and the fury of their, you know, the love, lorn whatever.
2: So we're going to go with that. That
1: sounds way too, like, alive for an emo band. Yeah, they'd
0: be sadder.
5: Uh, we're going with As I Lay Dying. As I Lay Dying is correct. So... Ken and Matt getting points on that one. Uh, I never really listened to them, but um, I was aware of them because I was made aware of them when I was young.
0: They have really metal t-shirts. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. You know
4: that you know that Half Moon logo thing mm. from their album? You know who did that? Jacob Bannon of Converge. Oh. Really?
1: Yeah.
5: Hmm. Oh, wow. Music. <laughs> All right. You guys want to finish this one off, this, uh, we, this round off? We do. We, must.
0: <laughs> we have no choice.
5: All right. Question number 10. Can I get your number? Antimony. An Oscar win for All About Eve. Bernie Williams. I'm looking for a number here. Can you help me out?
0: Let's go with the second one. I think that's right. All right, we're locked in.
3: Brian, do you know anything about this one? Mm, I know a little bit about All About Eve. So do I. That's why I'm trying to think, is it the amount of Oscars it won or the amount of times it was nominated? Do you want to just go like 14?
2: Yeah, that seems a little high, but sure.
3: I mean, we can go lower. Do you want to go? We can go. I think it won at least the big five.
1: Probably like probably won like seven or eight. Wow. Do you want you want to go eight? Sure. Hey Neil, out of curiosity, do you know what year it won the Oscar? Um, fifty three, maybe.
3: All right, Matt. What did we say?
1: So I was
0: between fifty one and fifty five on uh, Bernie Williams' number, and I think it's fifty five. So we locked in with fifty-five.
5: Matt, you should have gone with your first guess. It is nineteen fifty-one. Yeah. Was all about Eve's big Oscar win, and then fifty-one is the atomic number of antimony, and fifty-one was Bernie Williams' retired number for the New York Yankees.
4: Yep, got yeah, pretty
1: close. Yeah. So I'm happy. You guys, with we're it. all circling it.
0: Mm-hmm. We We circle the drain.
1: All right, so uh, scores have uh, flipped a little bit. Uh, We now have the disgraced Russian figure skating coaches with uh, somewhat of a lead at fifty points, and Hakuna Atlanta not too far behind at thirty.
5: All right, the uh, the swing round this week is titled "Crime and Punishment." Say what you will about history, but one thing we do know is no one makes it out of history alive. Still, some famous names had their lives cut short by execution, the government-sanctioned ending of a convict's life. I'm going to give you a famous name and the year and place of their execution. All you have to do is tell me what method of execution their execution <laughs> was. There will be one bonus point if you can include the crime they were executed for. And these are all unique. There are no oh, repeats.
0: There are some catapults in there.
5: (laughs) Number one, Giles Corey, Salem Town, Massachusetts, 1692. Number two, Sir Walter Raleigh, London, England, 1618. Number three, Ignatius of Antioch, the Colosseum, Rome, Roman Empire, circa 135 common era. Four, Joan of Arc, Rouen, Normandy, 1431. Number five, Wilhelm Freke. Nuremberg, Germany, 1946. Number six, Princess Anastasia, Yekaterinburg, Russian Soviet Republic, 1918. Her crime is not very specific, so for the bonus point, just tell me why she was executed. Number seven, William Kemmler, Auburn, New York, 1890. He has the distinction of being the first person to ever be executed this way. Number eight, St. Peter, rome roman empire or possibly jerusalem roman empire circa 40 common era to 70 common era number nine socrates athens 399 before common era and then finally number 10 dozens of saxon merchants in Kronstadt, transylvania 1456 they weren't convicted of a crime so just tell me who ordered their Hmm. execution
4: all right we will consider these and we'll be back
6: And we're back.
4: Uh, We mulled these over. I think we did pretty good. Um, Got anything to say, Jeff?
1: I always have things to say, Ken. You know that that about? I, you know, I love talking about our Patreon. If you don't know about our Patreon, that's how you quit bothering the people.
4: (laughs) Quit bothering the people. Let them listen.
1: Wow. (laughs) You know, we don't have any ad reads except for Neil, which I feel like you know that's appropriate. He wrote a book. (laughs) I know. Thank you.
3: (laughs) We have all these ads for mattresses and
4: websites. Casper already. Mattresses. <laughs> Tired of talking about his book.
1: So, if you want to support Neil, buy Neil's book, which is yeah. what? Again? It's uh, Being
3: Patrick Swayze, Essential Teachings from the Master of the Mullet. If you help buy my book, then I'll have an, a whole new book
1: to talk about in a year. And if you want to support us, do so at patreon.com slash triviality podcast, where you can get bonus episodes and many other great perks just for the sheer pleasure of making sure that we can continue to do this show every single week. There you go. All right,
4: let's toss it back to Rue for these uh, uh, unfortunate souls and the, the, the uh, time and place of death, and we'll see if we know the execution.
1: And the real question is, are you going to be more disgraced than the people on this list? Mm. Pretty
5: hard to be more disgraced than some of these people, but we're going to go with uh, number one, Giles Corey, Salem Town, Massachusetts, 1692. What did you folks have?
4: We had hanged for witchcraft.
3: Uh, So for this one, I'm glad. I hope I'm right because I'm glad that I milled around the Salem uh, Cemetery when we were there, um, and I read every tombstone. I believe this is the person who was helping those accused of witchcraft, um, saying that they weren't witches, and I believe that they uh, piled him under stones one by one until he died, and I believe that's how he died. That's what we locked in with. Pressed.
5: He in yeah. He in fact, Ken's got it. He was pressed to Mm. death. And uh, witchcraft is a close enough answer, but he was technically pressed to death for refusing to enter a plea to the charge of witchcraft, but I'm not going to get pedantic about it. It's all witchcraft the whole way down. And so, yes, um, quick aside to the scorekeeper, the the extra point only counts if you get the mode of execution. Yeah. So even though they got the right thing because they said hanged. Yeah. All right. Number two, Sir Walter Raleigh, London, England, 1618.
4: Uh, We said guillotine for treason.
5: Hmm. We said throat cutting. And did you have a guess as to the crime he was being executed for?
2: No, no. No,
3: Yeah. I I, I realized that we could have done that, but yeah, we didn't on this one. All
5: right. Well, I'm a little torn and I'm going to leave this up to Jeff as the scorekeeper. Sir Walter Raleigh was, in fact, beheaded, and he was beheaded for treason. Points.
1: But it was not specifically the guillotine. Are you kidding me? It was not the guillotine. You. It was with the sword, (laughs) I believe.
0: So he got his throat slit? Are these guys right?
3: It was actually
1: by... Technically, his throat was was cut. (laughs) Yes. So I feel like (laughs) the (laughs) pedant in me says they have to get... You (laughs) ass. There's no... (laughs) No, 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 no,
0: no. no. Nobody,
1: nobody's getting points. <laughs> he, nobody's was getting
0: points.
1: he was killed by dying. He was killed by the
3: executioner from Ireland named Gil Oteen, but it was not <laughs> I'm the am going to take team. care of Jeff later. That's <laughs> the, <laughs> the guillotine
1: wasn't invented yet, which is fine. Yeah.
0: If we get up to 5,000 patrons, we're getting a, a guillotine for the studio. For Jeff. <laughs> for Jeff.
5: <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to be first up in <laughs> it after that one. <laughs> um... <laughs> Question number three, Ignatius of Antioch, the Colosseum, Rome, Roman Empire, circa 135 Common Era. We said lions
4: mm-hmm. and for Christianity, being Christian.
3: Yeah, we uh, we thought it was something to do with the Colosseum. Initially, we were thinking lions or, or animals, but we just said he was killed uh, with a chariot and uh, it was because he defied the emperor.
5: One team getting points here. He was thrown to the lions or some kind of beast, most likely lions, and it was for spreading Christianity. All right. Number four, Joan of Arc, Rouen, Normandy, 1431. We said burned at the stake for blasphemy. We just said burnt. (laughs) Alright, you're both getting points on this one. She was burned at the stake, but not necessarily for blasphemy. It was for heresy, mm. which I'm gonna leave this up to Jeff's pedantry. Uh, nope. <laughs> you <laughs> are <laughs> the worst. You get
1: five points.
5: Uh. all right, moving forward, number five, Wilhelm Freak, Nuremberg, Germany, nineteen forty six. We said the firing squad for war crimes.
4: Yeah, we you uh, ever hear somebody say war crimes so enthusiastically. <laughs>
3: war crimes. <laughs> All right. We knew this was the trial at Nuremberg and um I believe and it could just be the movie hitting uh, getting in my head, but I believe they were hanged for their crimes, so we said hanged.
5: And you you can go ahead and enter. I mean, you basically war said war crimes. The crime. War crimes. Yeah, he was Yeah, he was hanged in Nuremberg, Germany for war crimes or crimes against humanity. See, we already had we so already I mean, had the told- hanged taken. Mm-hmm. So Number 6, Prana- oh, sorry, number 6, Princess Anastasia, Yekaterinburg, Russian Soviet Republic, 1918, and this is the one where her crime is not all that specific. Just tell me why she was executed. Um,
4: we said she was drowned and it was due to uh, political discourse.
2: Yeah, we said something political, but we said something about the Bolsheviks. Yeah, that they hunted her down
3: as part of their yeah. means to it. I'll bleep that. Yeah.
5: <laughs> well, in fact, she was already under the control of the Bolsheviks. They didn't need to hunt her down. They took her down to a sub-basement to have her and her family's picture taken and brought out a firing squad. unfortunately. jeez. Oh, and yes, it was for being a pretender to the throne.
4: Yikes. Was that in the Disney movie?
3: It's in the deleted scenes on the 4K. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's
5: very grim in that version of the movie speaking
4: of which you guys ever seen Nomeo and juliet
3: i haven't actually but I they kill it's... themselves at the yeah end. do they really do, no i don't think so oh do they jump 100%. off like a ledge and then they break okay. into no a million pieces i think that my favorite
1: be. review of that book was um teenagers weekend fling kills six or something like that <laughs> 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 all right number seven <laughs> All right, number
5: seven, William Kemmler, Auburn, New York, 1890. He has the distinction of being the first person to ever be executed this way.
4: We said the electric chair and for the crime of murder. Yeah, we had, dun, dun,
3: dun. We had a similar uh, conversation. We just thought um, uh, that it was probably early enough for the electric chair. So we said electric chair and we said it was for a different crime of moida.
5: <laughs> Both are correct. The electric chair for murder. 1890, if you think about it, uh, Edison had just done wonders with electricity, and they decided that they wanted to do horrible things with it, like electrocuting people or elephants elephants as well. All right. (laughs) Number eight, St. Peter, Rome, Roman Empire, or possibly Jerusalem, Roman Empire. This is circa 40 common era to 70
2: common era. Uh,
4: They were pretty uh, high on crucifixions those days. We said crucifixion and for sedition.
2: Yeah, we said crucifixion too, but why did we? What do we come up with? Why? Uh,
3: no, just that I. We just said he just broke a uh, broke a rule as <laughs> he broke a vase at the market. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah,
0: jaywalking.
5: I'm gonna go ahead and give you the sedition. Both are correct with the crucifixion. I'm gonna go ahead and give you sedition. He just like Ignatius of Antioch was spreading the cult beliefs of Christianity at the time, and the Roman Empire didn't love they didn't that. Like it. It was seditious. It was seditious and delicious. Uh, <laughs> number nine, uh, Socrates, Athens, 399 before Common Era.
4: Uh, we put poisoning and for enlightening the people.
3: Yeah, we uh, we knew that uh, when it comes to Socrates, uh, usually it's joined at the hip with hemlock. I believe he was poisoned with hemlock or told to drink hemlock. And uh, we said it's because he was spreading his uh, quote-unquote crazy ideas or non- um, Non-approved Full ideas. points
5: to both. <laughs> full points to both. Yes, <laughs> he was, in fact, forced to drink poison. And it was for technically corrupting in the, the youth, but both of what you said is... Uh,
1: yeah. Yes, I, as well, much as I would like to fight doing. that one, I feel like, you know, I think you guys earned full points. Thank you, the children. We corrupt the youth, but
4: luckily
0: nobody's... Uh,
1: nobody's handed hemlock. me any Hemlock. Hemlock
0: yeah. Coke. Yeah. Coke Zero. Our new
5: sponsor this week, Hemlock. <laughs> <you> get Hemlock.
4: <laughs> hemlock flavored liqueur All right, and
5: finally... <laughs> Finally, number 10 Dozens of Saxon merchants In Kronstadt, Transylvania In 1456 And I said they weren't really convicted of a crime So just tell me who ordered their execution
4: I saw the word Saxon and I got too excited And I just like wrote Char- Charlemagne And a sacking But then I saw Transylvania after it was too late And I'm like, I'm dumb
2: We have what? Did, put,
3: Vlad, Paler, yeah, the uh, one of the inspirations for Dracula yeah, right? What was he known for though? <laughs> impaling people
5: oh
0: uh-huh. makes sense
5: i would say that's full points to hakuna atlanta, hakuna atlanta.
3: <laughs> i just think of the if you've ever seen the francis fort coppola dracula they have the silhouetted image uh of him just impaling people and then all the the uh bow staffs are just hanging mm-hmm. in the ground kind of like seven samurai i hate that movie I had to watch that in college, and it's it was hard to watch. It was a co- it was a course that was supposed to be very artistic, and the guy who took it so seriously, um, and it was hard to watch at that point. Yeah.
1: All right. Following that uh, very impressive and also simultaneously devastating swing around, uh, the scores have uh, shifted a bit. Uh, lead has not changed at this time, holding on to their lead, seventy nine to seventy. Is the disgraced Russian Federation of coaches? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let's get question whole one and round
5: two. Question number one. Category is my sweetest downfall. What acclaimed singer, songwriter, and pianist released the extremely well-received that. albums Soviet Kitsch and Begin to Hope before earning a Grammy nomination for performing the theme song to a popular Netflix drama series?
2: Lacton. Oh. Yeah, I don't know any Netflix drama series. But Tori Amos is coming to my head?
3: Uh, Tori Amos, yeah. Um, that's possible, yeah. The only one that's coming to me and it took me a while to figure out is, I want to say the album Soviet Kitsch. There's an artist I used to listen to all the time when I had LimeWire. I would download the songs. <laughs> can't uh, say that. When I uh, allegedly downloaded Borrowed. songs. When, when that's I, so long ago. Nobody I downloaded after about. purchasing the CD first. <laughs> um, d- does Regina Spector <laughs> ring a bell? Um, yeah. I just I don't know why I'm thinking Soviet Kitsch. Like I, I know she had red hair. Maybe that's just, just screwing with me. But I'm trying to picture her <laughs> album cover. And I know she was a singer songwriter, piano player. And I I know her songs were popular before she got like a Grammy or anything. But I I don't know any songs that she would have the theme song for, or any shows.
2: Yeah, that's the hardest part for sure.
3: Um, we can go with
0: that. Did she do Tiger way. King? Her?
4: She did. Uh, Orange is the new black. Uh... And it is Regina Specter.
2: Good job.
5: Points for both teams. It is Regina Spectre wow. with You've Got Time from Orange is the New Black.
4: Oof. See, so I've never seen it. Keep it that way. It's not very good. <laughs> All that was in my head was her song <laughs> where she's like
3: uh 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 uh, uh Fidelity. I, yeah.
1: Yeah, I really wanted to Fidelity, like that show, yeah. but I, it just
4: never got me. Send your hate mail to Triviality Pot what is it? Our email? Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, we don't want to give our email out for hate mail. All right. We already sent it to Neil's bookie. I was talking, uh, I was talking smack about. Oh uh, 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 yeah, it's
1: TrivialityPod at Netscape.net You guys, it's <laughs> beating at
0: gmail.com You guys, you guys out there in listener land,
4: all know that
3: I'm a naysayer. So it's fine. Just listen to three eleven. <laughs> the naysayers—they don't mean a thing. Oh, you're
1: <laughs> gonna have to bleep that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Number two. Don't want anyone knowing that You're we know gonna about fi-
5: 3.11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Question number two. You gonna finish that? Rising to popularity in South Korea in the early 2010s before becoming a global phenomenon, what style of internet video is a portmanteau of the Korean words for eating and broadcast?
1: Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> See, the, the problem is... South Korea is not Japan, which is why Ken is struggling right now. I uh.
4: just, <laughs> <laughs> I just watched uh, Jeff Goldblum do this with somebody on Jeff Goldblum show, whatever just it's
0: called. Give Jeff Goldblum money whatever, and Apple watch TV. him do
4: stuff. No, it's uh, Disney Plus. Oh, Disney Jeff Plus. Yeah. He just did this with somebody and said the word, and I don't remember
3: what it is.
0: It's not. Did it's not an ASMR, right? Say it's the word.
3: Like, we we got a tap. It's never gonna come. It's
0: food ASMR, but we don't know it.
3: I, I have no idea on this one, Brian. Do you know? It's not is... on
1: TikTok, Neil? Yeah, me too. Huh? It's not on TikTok? This is about BTS. Be.
3: It might be. I have no idea. Um, you, you don't know, Brian? No. I'm blanking for right. sure. Two taps.
5: I'm sad to hear two taps on this one. It is mukbang. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, Muck never, bang. ever, ever going <laughs> to we'll get go there. there. <laughs> yep. It rings a bell, we'll but our... I was never going to get Muck there. Luck. I've
5: heard of that. Question number three. While we're on the subject, let's talk about that. What highly successful YouTube series, started by comedians Rhett McLaughlin and Charles Lincoln Link Neal, is appropriately posted at around 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every weekday and contains recurring food-based games including Will It, Food Feuds, and Gut Check?
0: I've seen a shirt about Rhett and Link. Like this? Oh, yes. There you go. Yay! I think it it was one of those shirts.
3: I know who they're talking about. I've seen the videos. Uh, one one of the guys has a beard, um, and they do like crazy stuff. I watched one where they were seeing if milk would glow in the dark um, when they put uh, vitamin C or something in it. I did can't it? Remember. It did. Yeah. Um, oh, wow, Cool. <laughs> I just can't remember the name of it. Uh, do you Do you know it at all? I never heard of what you're talking about. No, <laughs> you're better off, actually. Yeah, they're they're like an offshoot of, uh, or inspired, I should say, by like the Green Brothers a little bit, and it's like their own thing. Um, they
0: did Skittle popcorn. It looked yes. really cool.
3: Um, I think it's something to do with that. I think he said that in the, the, the uh, category name. It's something that. So I just want to say like 6 a.m. All that? Yeah, let's just say all that because mm. I love all that. Let's do that.
4: All right. We uh, borrowed the name of a popular film, and you said a bunch of stuff about like
5: eating and filling your guts or whatever. So we said Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club is a – It's a very good guess, but the actual answer and what makes it appropriate that it's released around 6 a.m. is Good Mythical Morning. morning.
1: Mm. Mm. I'm a big fan of Good Mythical Kitchen. They make a lot of weird, like, food stuff that shouldn't exist. It's delightful.
5: Yeah, they they recreate some, like, historical meals and stuff, which is fun. Question number four, Math, a film by M. Night Shyamalan. A hypotenuse is the longest side of a right triangle. It can be calculated using the Pythagorean theorem if the values of the other two sides are known. Consider this math problem. If you had one leg that had a value of 12 and another that had a value of 16, how long is the hypotenuse? The answer is, of course, 20. For 10 points, correctly spell hypotenuse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was C-squaring. I can only laugh because, well at so 12 16 20 i think is a, is that a variant of a three four five right triangle so i like Who i gives had a 20 right away i was like where's he going <laughs> with this rue i was like what are you doing to us all right
4: it sounds like me and matt are bad at spelling but i think it i think i'm catching on to something here so we're locked in
2: H-Y-P-O-T-E-N-U-S?
3: I um i think a lot of it's there i my gut was h y p o t. E-N-E-U-S-E. E n e u s e, e u s e. Hypotenuse, yeah, but may, maybe I'm overthinking it or adding some French into it. The Shyamalan clue um,
0: is because it's a twist.
3: Oh, I see. Because it is a twist. I was like ending. going There's through like his vocabulary. Yeah. like, it's
2: not, not going to be in there. Um, Classic Neil overthink. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like if
0: Lady in the Water had thirty-seven. It,
2: it seems like a whole lot of a lot of extra vowels at the end of hypotenuse. I feel like. There's one more vowel that we don't need. Okay, yeah, we could go with your spelling if you want.
0: Remove a vowel.
2: Which one would you remove, though? The E after the N? Yeah, let's just do that.
4: All right, we think it's a little bit weird, so we said H-Y-P-O-T-E-N-U-E-S-E.
5: Wow, pretty close, both of you, but the actual spelling is H-Y-P-O-T-E-N-U-S-E. I have that written down. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number five, harboring a grudge. In early 2019, a 2010 video of New York representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez dancing on a rooftop went viral. In the video, representative Ocasio-Cortez is prominently featured wearing a t-shirt that bears the name of her alma mater, a university named for a city. On the rooftops of what American city was this viral video shot.
4: All right. We are going to go ahead and lock in.
2: I've seen this video um okay. have you no but i'm i'm stuck on grudge and I, I don't know i've no i feel like it could be seattle is that a, is that a college no, they don't have a name for college is there? i don't know if it's seattle i remember
3: she was on the rooftop she did the dance um and i want to say people um called her out i think because the college was one that they would consider privilege when she was her, you know, her, she talks about helping, um, those less fortunate. And for some reason, how dare she, how dare she go to a college and learn and then help other people. (laughs) But, um, right.
2: Then I, I also think that, um, we should be looking at cities that have a Harbor. Yeah, right. Exactly. I agree. Boston. I I liked your
3: idea. Do you want to go with like Boston for Boston university? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I remember the video. I, Knew she went to an East Coast school and then with the harboring clue, I was pretty sure that that would be Boston. I'm not sure if it was actually B.C. or B.U., but I'm pretty sure it
1: was in Boston.
5: All right. Two Bostons and two correct answers. It, in fact, was Boston University. Go Terriers.
1: So uh, starting and ending that section of the round strong, uh, adding 20 to their scores, both teams bringing the totals to 99 for the disgraced coaches And 90 for Hakuna Atlanta. So still a close game. Close game. Question six
5: in the category of, I've got one hand in the molten core. Usually manufactured with aluminum, a susceptor is an element used to transfer heat and may be most widely known for helping us enjoy what saucy, name brand, late knack, and after school snack? We wouldn't want it to get soggy after all. I'm
4: locked in. I mean, we're locked in.
3: What's a late night or after school snack? I, I, first, I was thinking like Chips Ahoy or something or, like ch- or chips. Yeah, me too. One hand in the
2: cookie jar, but. It's saucy. It has to be saucy. What about the one hand in the molten core? Is that giving you anything?
3: No, not really. I don't know if it's, I mean, hot pockets are kind of saucy and hot. You have to take them okay. out of the oven.
2: And they're in it. Though it's not in aluminum, but it's uh it's a way for it to transfer heat, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if they're talking
3: about like the like a cookie sheet or something, but I have no, I, I the scientific part of it, I, I. If you
4: ever want to shed the uh, one layer of skin from the inside of your mouth,
3: yes. All right. <laughs> How do you feel about like a hot pocket? Because I know we were thinking cookie, but I love it. Let's do it. All right, right. Well, we'll go uh, for hot pocket.
4: You sure you don't want to go with pop tarts?
3: Oh, that was it. uh that was going to be my other tortinos, best. pizza no, rolls. We said hot pockets. <laughs> Did you? Absolutely. This is the
5: famous crisping sleeve for your Hot Pocket meal. Oh, that
3: thing. Okay. okay. Hot Pocket. <laughs> the, uh,
5: the clues being around. I've got one hand in, like Alanis said, <laughs> one oh, yeah. hand in her pocket. And uh, the molten core, as Ken pointed out, you will scrape all of the lining of your mouth off if you just bite into one right out of the microwave. So we got but that We now. always do still. Why yeah. is it that one side you was cold and the other side was always lava hot? Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, question 7. Don't make me tap the sign. What do Mexican artist Frida Kahlo, American musician Kirk Hammett, Canadian college hockey player Nick Shimelansky, and American actor Miranda Cosgrove all have in common?
0: We can we can lock in.
5: Yeah.
3: What are you thinking about? On this one brian I All mean,
2: i'm thinking about is the eyebrow with frida Kahlo.
3: yeah that was the first thought i had it was like a a unibrow of some sort i also believe frida kahlo or i think she was in a car accident or was hit by a car i don't know if Miranda cosgrove and the hockey player were also uh, in a some sort of car accident saying you know don't tap or tap the sign or whatever Rue said maybe having to do with like a street sign okay okay do you want to just go they were all involved in some sort of vehicular accident sure in one way, shape, or form? Okay, that's our official yeah. in answer. Should they be okay. more specific?
5: Why don't you go ahead and give your answer and then I'll throw it over to Jeff for a ruling. Oh,
0: okay, well, the, the do tap the sign, I'm almost 100% sure is a reference from a Simpsons episode releases riding the bus and she's on the wrong bus, and the bus driver will not tell her where to go. Uh, Frida was definitely on a bus when she was injured, which led to a lot of her later works being uh, collages and some other things because she didn't have all of her physical capabilities. So I'm almost 100% sure that all these people were involved in some sort of bus accident. So we're going to lock in with bus accident.
5: It is, in fact, a bus accident. They all survived bus accidents, very serious ones, during their lives.
1: Jeff, so, are you, are um, they getting points? I'm I'm ruling in favor of bus accident being the correct answer. Okay, so not vehicular accident. accident. correct. Okay.
3: He's got he's got to level the scales after that last one. <laughs>
0: Have you only got nothing for an entire round? I wasn't
1: putting my thumb on the scales. All right, Early level no. Justice Justice is blind. Ken.
5: Question number eight in the category of World Cups. The coronation of the winner, a 4th century common era mosaic that can be found at the Villa Romana del Casale in Sicily, features a group of women in various athletic poses. What surprisingly modern piece of clothing are they wearing?
3: I have an idea, Brian, but I'll you wait are, till they lock in. Y- y- oh. Yes.
0: All right, we are
4: going to go ahead and lock in here.
3: Okay, so first of all... Um, modern piece of clothing uh fourth century uh, the category t- uh, title is world cup so uh, initially i was thinking bra or brassiere uh, which they wouldn't mm-hmm. have had um I, I assume and i also was thinking they probably wouldn't it's have the had man's ear the man's man-zier or the bro um <laughs> sometimes so I, you just
1: need a little support
3: i was thinking like underwear initially um I, I guess they maybe would have had socks but i figured i figured everyone was in sandals uh but um, I kind of feel as good. As long with, as
2: it's not socks and sandals. I
3: feel good with bra just because of World Cups being a category title. But how do you feel about that?
2: That feels good. The only thing else I was thinking was cleats
3: or some kind of shoe. I'll leave it up to you. You're the guest. Do, we, do you want to go bra or do you want to go cleats? Let's go with what you say. All right. We'll, we'll go with the, the, the bro, the man's ear. All right.
4: If there's one yeah. thing I know about in this world. <laughs> not true. <laughs> no. Uh, we <laughs> also said the Brazier.
5: Yep. I'm going to give that to both of you. Specifically, their sports bras. Mm-hmm and they were wearing them in this, and uh, no one really knows any other painting where they're wearing anything like it, so it's a very, very fascinating thing to look at. They're all doing
0: those. Yes, it is. The uh, Brandy Chastain. I was going to
3: say Brandy Chastain uh, time-traveled and was in the painting.
5: (laughs) Okay, so moving on to question number nine. Question number nine is books on books, Hemingway's The Sun Also Rises, Wharton's The House of Mirth, Christie's Evil Under the Sun, and James's The Golden Bowl all derive their titles from verses in which biblical book it has been called the
2: most nihilistic book of the Bible? Well, f- uh, first I was thinking, you know, of something, of some kind of book that has a lot to it, like maybe Psalms. Um, and then when I saw them all together, uh, and I think I got those titles right, it kind of pointed me in, to Revelations.
3: Okay. Is that what, so? What, there's a lot of dark stuff in that one.
4: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That one's pretty dark. Yeah
3: yeah i i yeah so i am gonna have to trust you i'm gonna trust you brian on some of the the bible verses and where they might come from um i haven't gotten to evil under the sun yet uh in my Christie reading it's it's uh maybe f- six or seven out so i'm sure it mentions it in there but uh i can't really help you there so if you have a one a guess that you feel good about we should go with that one
2: yeah
1: let's see revelations okay Talks about the apocalypse and the end times. So. Yeah.
4: We want the one uh, with the book with all the rules in it, which, you know, kind of is a bummer for me. But we said Leviticus.
5: Leviticus is indeed the one with all the rules and Revelation is indeed dark. But this is Ecclesiastes, a uh, book that was almost, it almost didn't make the Bible because it is so unbelievably dark and nihilistic. Mm. And a lot of authors love it. There you go. Good to know. All right. Question 10. The category is Consider the Sauce. What popular chain of sports bars removed the word WECK, that is W E C K, from their name in 1998?
0: Boy. Yeah, I guess we can go with that one. I just don't know where it fits, but. All right, let's lock it in.
3: I have no idea. I just want to just name a sports bar. Yeah, I mean, go the ones that you had again. Uh, I had Wingstop, Buffalo Wild Wings, Twin Peaks, and Hooters.
0: All the classics.
2: Hooters Weck? Yeah, that one
3: sounds so weird because Hooters, Hooters has been around forever. Do you want to go, um, yes. I don't know, Twin Peaks is I think the newest out of all of them. Do you want to say that one? Sure. Okay. You try to hit all four in a weekend, right? <laughs> that's, my, <laughs>
4: that's my weekly ritual, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we said uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Maybe it was
5: like Weck, Weck's Wild Wings or something.
1: I believe a, a Weck is German for roll. Okay. Oh,
5: Yes, it is chipped to roast beef on top of a sandwich, and Buffalo Wild Wings and Weck was the original name wow. of Buffalo Wild Wings. So wow.
3: Lucky us. Sorry, Brian, I would have gone Buffalo Wild Wings, but I've been there so much over the years, I never would have believed that it would have had Weck in the name. Just got to follow the yeah, alliteration.
0: That was all the dubs the in the B-dubs.
1: <laughs> We're not getting enough dubs it's, in this game, that's Tree sure. dubs before that. Yeah. So, going into the final round, we've got team scores of 110 points for Hakuna Atlanta. And for the disgraced Russian something, something, somethings, 139 points. Yeah. Cool. Let's blow it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's
4: blow it all at the casino, Matt. Yeah, all in. What are our round categories?
5: The categories of the final round are on balance, off palace. And doesn't matter. All right, all the wagers are now locked in, so let's get the questions. Question number one in the category of On. On March 10th, 1933, The Crooked Circle, starring Zazu Pitts and James Gleason, became the first feature film to be shown where? Question number two Balance. Donald Brennan is credited with coining what Geopolitical Balancing Act term in 1962? Question three in the category of off. In many forms of the sport of cricket, breaks will be taken throughout the day as the matches can be quite long, some going for several days. A 40-minute break is usually taken between morning and afternoon play for lunch, and then a shorter 20-minute a shorter break is taken between afternoon and evening play for what activity? It's very fitting considering the nations where cricket is so popular. Uh, question number four in the category of Palace. You've seen the video. What former NFL stadium was the site of Randy Savage's nineteen eighty seven WrestleMania loss to Ricky Steamboat and Savage's subsequent creamy meltdown? And finally How dare you mislead us like that? (laughs) (laughs) Question number five Doesn't matter. What is the result when antimatter comes into contact with matter? Alex Garland directed a 2018 sci-fi film which starred Natalie Portman and shares its name with the process in question.
6: All right. We will be right back with our answers. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love
3: with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts.
4: And our answers are locked in. Uh... For us, we wagered thirty on all these except for Palace because we didn't realize it was going to be a wrestling question. Um, How about you guys?
3: Yeah, we we wagered uh, twenty on all the questions except for Palace. We just put five just uh, to hopefully gain some ground if it was a Palace question.
4: All right, there you go. What is the first
5: question again? In the category of on on March tenth, nineteen thirty-three, the Crooked Circle, starring Zazu Pitts and James Gleason, became the first feature film to be shown where. Uh, we thought this might be Man's Chinese Theater.
3: Yeah, uh, Brian and I were talking about this. Um, I'm pretty sure, I know it's a little early, but I think it was the first movie shown on television. It was before the Hays Code was introduced. The answer
5: is it was the first movie to be shown on television. Ah, very great good. good. Yes, what a great yes. answer. Mm. Second question, balance. Donald Brennan is credited, credited with coining what Geopolitical Balancing Act term in 1962? Um, I kind of figured this one out after
4: thinking about it a little bit longer, but it was too late. We were locked in, and uh, we put gerrymandering. I think the date is way too late for that term.
3: We discussed um, Cold War kind of starting, um, just people being li- really nervous, and uh, we were trying to think of terms meaning uh, destruction or that everyone could uh, end each other with a push of a button, and uh, it took us a while, but we got to uh, mutually assured destruction is what were our guess is. And that is correct. It is
5: mutual assured destruction or mutually insured destruction. Both are fine by me. And you're absolutely correct. Yep.
3: What? Neil, you knew that all along, didn't you? I, I, it's, it was, he it's was from film dialogue. That's... Just
0: stringing us along for 20 minutes while he thought about it. I know, right?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Next in the category of off. This is the one about, in cricket, what the second break of the day is taken for. What did you have?
4: Uh, We thought this is the most British thing ever, and we (laughs) said it's tea.
2: Yeah, we also said tea time, or tea.
5: Absolutely, they take a break for tea, which in the middle of an athletic competition is very funny to me. Very funny. In the category of Palace... You've seen the video, what former NFL stadium was the site of Randy Savage's 1987 WrestleMania loss to Ricky Steamboat and Savage's subsequent creamy meltdown?
4: Just for the record, um, Ricky Steamboat was my favorite growing
0: up. Oh, the dragon. Yeah. Uh, this was at WrestleMania 3, which was headlined by the much more famous Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Uh, this would be at the Silverdome in Detroit.
2: What? We said Detroit, too. And did you have a guess
5: at the name of the stadium?
0: Oh, do we, do we need know? to know the name? I'll give them Detroit.
5: Uh,
3: they, they know Detroit. It's Pontiac Silverdome, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's Brian's uh, yeah. one who figured it out. Pontiac I said, Silverdome. Yeah, where would it be? And he said, Cars, Detroit. So, Excellent. It is
5: the Pontiac Silverdome in Detroit, Michigan. Great job, both teams.
0: Hulk Hogan would go on to call it the Superdome years later, but he'd be incorrect. <laughs> <laughs>
5: And last question in Doesn't Matter. What is the result when antimatter comes into contact with matter? Alex Garland directed a 2018 sci fi film which starred Natalie Portman and shares its name with the process in question.
4: Yeah, pretty cool uh, flick. And that's how I got the answer Annihilation.
3: Yeah, um, I, I'm a bigger fan of Ex Machina, seeing uh, Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac uh, tear the dance floor up, but uh, we said <laughs> Annihilation.
4: Possibly the best line in any movie of the
5: 21st century
4: so far. What's oh, so good.
5: Annihilation is absolutely correct. Both the matter and antimatter are annihilated, mm. and only pure energy remains. Also the so, best awesome Mortal both teams. That's True. also what happens when I drink too much coffee. <laughs>
4: annihilation? Yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, only pure energy remains. <laughs> Jeff, what speaking, happened? Speaking of
1: pure annihilation, no. I don't know if anybody caught this, but going five for five in the final round. Hakuna Atlanta, mm. adding a total of 85 points to their score. Um, so uh, they're at 195 points. Eclipsed our goose egg. Yeah, you guys broke even to stay at 139. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the disgraced still. coaches are disgraced, still disgraced. are
0: being deported as you speak. <laughs> but
1: today's cream of the crop Hakuna Atlanta. Mm.
3: Great game, guys. Ain't
1: no passing craze, these guys, Uh, I'll tell you. Brian,
3: uh, great. You got uh, half of the ones right in the final round, so it was the best teamwork. We came together finally at the end here, and it worked. We really did. I agree. It was awesome. Well done. Brian, thank you so much for
4: joining us. Any final statements before we head out today?
2: Uh, This has been lots of fun. I've been watching or listening to you guys for so long, so to see you and be a part of the podcast is really awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Rue, great game
0: today. We loved answering your questions. You gave me a wrestling question, so thanks for throwing me a bone. Any last words from you, sir?
5: I had so much fun. This is my favorite podcast, so it's an honor to be on it. Yeah. If you want to check out my band that did the rules reading for today, that's Blaze Pascal, B-L-A-Z-E-P-A-S-C-A-L, and you can find us at blazepascalmusic.bandcamp.com if you want to hear more
3: awesome and thank you for being patrons as well uh, and for joining a great group of folks uh, supporting our show
1: yeah we we really appreciate you guys and uh, thanks again for joining us on behalf of Brian, Rue Ken, Matt, Neil and I'm Jeff this was Triviality Podcast a show about nothing it's a game it's (laughs) a game (laughs) how brazier how (laughs) brazier (laughs) By OMC? Nice